0: On today's show, we're going to dig into the differences and some of the similarities between traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs. This is the Black Money Matters Podcast. M is M. All right, so welcome to the original. Black Money Matters podcast powered by 960 Digital and the Wealth Empowerment Network where we talk all things black wealth and who am I? My name is Marcus Warren, entrepreneur, financial planner, and tax enrolled agent. And uh, today I want to talk about uh, traditional versus Roth IRAs, you know, this this uh, podcast is, is dedicated to educating um, the listeners out there on uh, things that uh, pretty much can help build wealth, uh, build retirement, uh, get you out of debt, all of that stuff. Um, and I take a, a bent uh, on it and try to make it focused towards uh, black people. Um, People, my people, African Americans, and so uh, here we go. So, let's just get started. So, because it seems that uh, that most people don't have a clear picture. Um, sometimes of the difference between a roth and a traditional, should you contribute to a roth or I heard you said you should contribute to a traditional defer now. Um, so I want to talk about uh, uh, some of the similarities and some of the differences. So uh, there are definitely a lot of differences, uh, and there is a little bit of confusion around what is best long term. So I think first of all, understanding the differences is going to be key here. So most people probably understand, that basically with the traditional IRA, in most cases, the money you deposit is going to go in tax deferred, meaning that you can deduct the contribution from your income in the year that you make that contribution to that traditional IRA. So essentially, that contribution is going to lower your taxes in that given year. Now, any money that's inside of a traditional IRA is going to grow tax deferred until you take it out. And at that point, is when you pay the tax, when you pull that money out. Now, because Uncle Sam, he wants to tax the money that has been growing deferred uh, all those years, um, you know he's going to make you take your money out of a traditional IRA at a particular time. And uh, that particular time is when you turn age 72. And he calls that, or those are called required minimum distribution. So say you have money in your traditional IRA, and you've been letting it grow, 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 Uh, you have to take that money out uh, at 72. Now, uh, everybody listening might be, wait a minute, Marcus, I thought it was 70 and a half. Um, And it used to be, uh, but that just changed recently with the SECURE Act uh, that was uh, passed uh, at the end of the year in December of 2019. So now you don't have to pull money out of a traditional IRA until you're age 72. uh, But you do have to take those money, uh, take that money out. All right, that's the traditional IRA. Now, when we're talking about a Roth IRA, you don't get that upfront tax deferral, right? So um, when you put money in a Roth IRA, you're putting money in after Tax. All right. So you're basically paying, you're paying the tax and then you're putting it in that um, Roth IRA. But the beauty is, is that those contributions now are going to grow tax free, meaning that when you take that money out, you don't have to pay any taxes. And because you've already paid the taxes on that money, there are no required minimum distribution. So Uncle Sam, uh, they don't care. He doesn't care when you take it out because you've already paid the taxes, okay? So the biggest differences between uh, traditional and a Roth is the deductibility uh, and whether or not those distributions are taxed. So those are the biggest differences, all right? All right, um, let's talk about a few similarities. Uh, So uh, contribution limits, uh, with both the traditional and the Roth, you're uh, only allowed to put in, uh, at least of this recording, about $6,000 into uh, an IRA annually, all right, whether it's traditional or Roth. Um, once you get to age 50, you get what's called a catch up contribution, and you can put an additional $1,000 in your uh, IRA, uh, which bumps that up to about $7,000 annually. Right. Also, what they have in common is uh, if you want to contribute, you have to have earned income. So, what that means is you have to actually earn some wages from a job to contribute. Right. So, if you're retired and you're not working, uh, you can't contribute to uh, an IRA. If um, you're just unemployed and you have no earned income or you're getting unemployment from the government, you cannot contribute to. An IRA, it has to be earned income. Um, And so um, I work with a lot of retirees, um, and sometimes they'll still have part-time jobs uh, at a Walmart, at a golf course, golf course, something like that. So if they happen to make, say, $4,000 in any given year, they can contribute uh, up to that $4,000 into either their Roth or their uh, traditional IRAs, but they can't do more um, because it is basically what you... Earn, uh, earned income up to that annual contribution limit, all right? All right, so some other similarities is that they both have income limits, meaning that if you make too much money, uh, you may not be able to contribute. So if you make too much money, you can't contribute to a Roth at all, period. However, if you make a lot of money, um, you can contribute to a traditional IRA, but at a certain point, that contribution is not tax deductible. Uh, so you want to keep that in mind as well. And you can look at those income limits. You can uh, Google it and kind of figure out what those contribution limits are. Uh, but it gets up into the $160,000, uh, $180,000, 160, 180, uh, $200,000 a year if you're married. So uh, you have to be making a, a lot of money uh, for um, some of those rules to, to apply. Um, and then of course, uh, another similarity is that they all have penalties if you do decide to take money out of those types of retirement accounts. So whether it's a, tr- a traditional or a Roth, if you take money out before you're age 59 and a half, there's a 10% penalty. All right. Now there are a few exclusions where that penalty can be waived. Like if you become permanently disabled, uh, unemployed, use the money for health care premiums, first time home purchase, things like that. That's when that 10% penalty can be waived. Um, so uh, those are some of the similarities. We talked about some of the differences. Um, I like to look at some some of the stats because um, you know with the Roth IRA there's a lot of people who don't have uh, Roth IRAs um, or really just IRAs in general but um, <clears throat> there seems to be more people who have traditional IRAs versus Roths uh, over the course of their lives and um, I was wondering why there's that big disparity between a bunch of people that have traditional IRAs, very few have Roths. And really, Roths, um, in the grand scheme of things, they really haven't been around that long. Um, you couldn't even contribute to a Roth until um, 1998 or so, so that would be about 23 or so years ago. So if you do the math and say you're older, you're 65 years old today, you wouldn't have really been able to contribute to a Roth IRA until you were 42 Uh, So that's one reason I think that people really haven't jumped uh, too much on that Roth bandwagon. Um, And we're starting to see it now with the younger generation. But the older generation, there's a lot who still um, uh, really haven't contributed or uh, have those Roth accounts. And then secondly, we've always just been taught to – Defer, defer, defer. Right. Just uh, just getting that traditional IRA, defer, 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 put it in the tax deferred bucket. Um, and it's just been ingrained in us, ingrained in us simply because they you always heard that what you're going to be in a lower tax bracket when you retire. Right. Um, you're going to be making less money. So you're going to be in a lower tax bracket. So defer now and you're going to be good to go. Uh, but that's things are starting to change uh, on that front. Um, and really, if you listen to me before, um, when, when I talk about tax rates, uh, what they're likely to do in the future, you know that I think that they're going to go up. Um, and that's basically based on, on data. And this is data well before the pandemic or anything like that. Um, Because in the past, we've just talked about these huge shift in demographics, right? Meaning that all these baby boomers that have been paying into uh, these programs like Social Security uh, and Medicare, they're going to start leaving the workforce. And not only are they not going to be paying in, but they're going to want to take money out and utilize those services. So we have many, many more people that need those types of services and are going to be pulling money out of the system. So that is um, uh, going to be uh, put pressure on the government, right? to fund these programs. And then, of course, we have our national debt, which is almost $28 trillion these days, right? They just passed another two, almost, well, 1.9, almost $2 trillion bill, coronavirus bill. Um, So that's going to be a total of $6 trillion that's gone just for coronavirus relief. And so uh, our biggest concern has been, you know, where is all this money going to come from to support these programs and service the debt, right? Now, it's my belief that taxes are going to have to go up um and it won't just be for the wealthiest americans i think it's going to be for everyone across the board um and this was even a huge concern before an extra 6 trillion dollars of coronavirus relief was 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 pumped in so you can only imagine that you know i'm even more convinced now that we're going to have taxes go up in our in, in our lifetimes um so you know that's why i think that's you know, important that we're having these discussions right now. I'm giving you the differences between what a Roth is and what a traditional IRA is, uh, because there are some areas of opportunity to improve your financial situation uh, now to potentially save uh, money down down the line, especially if taxes go up. So there is an opportunity. And so, why do I use the word opportunity? Um, uh, I just believe that a Roth IRA right now uh, can be uh, powerful. You know, for African-Americans, really for anybody, but for blacks, African-Americans, we're always trying to create what's called uh, generational wealth. And so uh, you can do that on a number of different fronts, of course, investing, but then you, you can also look on ways to save money down the line. And so we do a lot of tax analysis for our clients to help them minimize the taxes that they pay, not only before they retire, um, but also after retire, uh, after they retire. Uh, but with the Roth IRA um, it gives us options. So you can basically manipulate your taxes, if you will, meaning that you can choose, you know, where you're going to take your income from any uh, in any given year, right? So you're retired, you're you're close to retirement. Um, you, you can kind of do what we call tax diversification. So if, you know, so, so if you have all your money in a traditional tax deferred account, um, you basically have no choice, right? When you pull that money out in retirement or whenever you take it out, you're going to have to pay taxes. That's just the bottom line. You have no choices. But if you have a decent percentage of your money in Roth IRAs, because you've listened to me, um, then you can choose how you pull your money out and what taxes you want to pay. So I'll give you a quick example. So, You know, right now the standard deduction, which is what the government lets you make uh, pretty much tax-free, right now it's around $27,000, right? And so if you were to uh, offset your standard deduction with tax-deferred money, um, you could, you know, take up to that $27,000 out of your traditional IRA, right? And you don't have to pay taxes on that first $27,000. And then you could take the rest out if you needed more from an IRA, essentially not paying any tax at all. And so the important thing uh, uh, to remember is how you can manipulate or have control. Manipulation sounds bad, but if you, how you can have control if you've planned correctly um, early on uh, to minimize your taxes down the line. Oh, and another thing about uh, the Roth IRA, when you pull money out of a Roth IRA, it doesn't count against the calculation of how much of your social security is going to be taxed. So when you pull money out of your traditional IRA, it goes into a calculation that determines how much of your social security uh, is going to be taxed where a Roth does not. Um, and another thing to keep in mind is because in a Roth IRA, you've already paid the tax. When you leave that type of money, uh, Roth money to your children or your heirs, they don't have to pay any taxes on it. Right. Uh, Black Money Matters podcast, we're always talking about building generational wealth, passing it on to the next generation. Um, uh, When you have money in a Roth IRA and you pass that on uh, to the next generation, they don't pay taxes on it versus a traditional where uh, they have to pay taxes when they pull that money out. And uh, I mentioned the SECURE Act a little bit ago. Um, and it used to be when your uh, children inherited an IRA, a traditional IRA from you, they could stretch those distributions from that inheritance over their lifetime. Um, and the SECURE Act said, no, you got to change that. Now, if you inherit any money from an IRA, you have to pull it out in 10 years. So, um, because Uncle Sam basically wants his money uh, a lot sooner than than later. So, uh, but with the Roth, you can pass it to your, your, your children, uh, tax free. So there are some real advantages to, to the Roth IRA. Um, you know, and I really can't think of any situation where it's not a good idea to go ahead and contribute to a Roth IRA because there's so many advantages. Um, anyway, um, you know, if you believe that tax rates are going to be lower in retirement, you know, maybe your house is paid off, maybe you live a pretty modest lifestyle, then maybe you, you like the traditional route. Um, but, um, you know, I tend to lean towards uh, at least having what's called tax diversification, being able to, to make those choices um, as you get older. Um, and you just have to plan now. I have a lot of young listeners um, who, who um, you know, want to learn how to uh, build wealth. Um, and one of the better ways is to, you know, have a Roth, uh, contribute that after-tax money, let it grow, invest wisely, uh, and you know, that, that basically puts you, uh, in a better situation. Um, you know, and one of the things that, you know, I always want to, to, to mention is, you know, and one of the reasons we, we do this podcast is simply because, you know, you have to just understand that, um, uh, if you know better, you can do better. I think that's, uh, what Maya Angelou, uh, said back in the day and I've heard Oprah say it. And so, you know, that's one of our missions. That's one of the things we're trying to do with this Black Money Matters podcast, because, you know, when you do know better, you know, you can't do that. All right. So that's all that I have for uh, today. Um, uh, As a matter of fact, um, one of the things that that uh, I want to mention is uh, today is the 10th of March and it is the uh, day that, uh, Harriet Tubman, um, who is, um, I guess one of, I guess our, our uh, logo, so to speak, whatever you want to call it, um, on our black money podcast, um, um, design, uh, you, you see it if, if you subscribe to the podcast, but, uh, yeah, we don't know her birthday, but we know that uh, she died on, on March 10th. And so uh, one of the things that I want to get better at is getting these podcasts out. So uh, continue to stay tuned, uh, continue to learn. Uh, if you have any uh, questions, you, you, you always can reach out to us. But thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and rate the podcast. Until next time.